0: Last week on Let's Talk Supply Chain, I spoke to George Abernathy of Emerge, the digital freight marketplace on a mission to empower meaningful logistics relationships through transformative technologies. We talked all about Emerge and what they do about bringing accountability to logistics and why it's so important to bring all the industry players together in order to build positive and mutually beneficial networks. It was a fascinating episode, so I hope you really enjoyed it. But remember, if you missed it, you can catch up over on letstalksupplychain.com under listen or on our YouTube channel or anywhere else that you subscribe to the show. It was episode And now a word from our sponsor. It's time to take control over your supply chain with Cavallo. Cavallo is a distribution management solutions provider founded by an experienced distributor who spent two decades perfecting and optimizing Cavallo's high-powered user-friendly software. Cavallo offers the ability to have complete control of your process with automated workflows that offer business rules and alert logic that will streamline your distribution operations. Leverage Cavallo's state-of-the-art business intelligent platform that provides real-time intelligence of your customers' orders, alerting you if they are out of compliance or even better, bringing awareness to areas in your business that are driving exceptional value. With a data-driven approach to supply chain management, Cavallo enables a network of cloud on-prem and integrated solutions that offer a path to excellence no matter where you are in your technical journey. For more information on how to accelerate growth with Cavallo's business intelligent platform and its game-changing distribution management software, visit Cavallo, C-A-V-A-L-L-O.com today. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Let's Talk Supply Chain. We are getting into the midst of 2022 and so many exciting new things happening, especially with the companies that we are featuring on the show coming up for this year. So stick with us because we've got a lot of great content coming your way. Today, I'm joined by a company that is transforming business performance through industry-leading technology, relentless customer service, and future-focused knowledge. Can you guess who it is? Well, I'll reveal it after our poll of the week. So what we asked you was, it was, what's the worst corporate saying you've heard in a meeting? We had 500 votes. 49% of you said circle back. 21% of you said drinking from a fire hose. 19% of you said drill down. And then we had over 69 comments. It's crazy. So Erica says low hanging fruit. I like that one. Uh, Kevin Lawton, circle back is scary because you begin to lose hope the topic will never be addressed. Wayne Thomas, there are so many, I'm not going to call them out. Why can't people just be original and use their own imagination to describe the the concept or situation rather than broad brushing? Uh, Ian says, it's a first world problem. Jeffrey says, ready, fire, aim. Diana says, optics. And Michael says, it is what it is. I think that one is like nails on a chalkboard for a lot of people. Jim says, let's move that up the priority list. MTS, this one's quite interesting. It says, show them carrots. I've never heard that one before. Dan says, I've got a hard stop in 30. I always say that. I'm a little guilty of that one so I might have to rethink that one. Uh, Cheryl says, let's take it offline. Jack, nobody looks at their phone in a meeting. And Lars, it is the market, dot, dot, dot. So many more comments over on the Let's Talk Supply Chain LinkedIn page. Go and check that out. Thank you so much to everybody who participated in the poll. We love hearing from you on a weekly basis. We ask you a question every single Wednesday morning. So now back to today's podcast and which game-changing logistics tech company is joining me today? Well, it's Trans Impact. Trans Impact is an industry leader in the development and application of end-to-end technology-based solutions that optimize shipping operations, create dramatic supply chain efficiencies, and transform the business performance of customers. Today, Berkeley Stafford, CEO at Trans Impact, joins me to talk all about the company. And you're going to want to listen to this one. I mean, the passion just oozes out of Berkeley and they turn their customers into raving fans. And so you're going to want to listen to this. We talk about what they do, the importance of integrating technology and the key challenges and trends from data to shipping happening in the industry right now from parcel to network optimization to inventory optimization. But before we dive in, let's find out a little bit more about Berkeley. As CEO of TransImpact, Berkeley has guided the company's transformation from being primarily a shipping negotiation and audit provider to an industry leader offering the first end-to-end supply chain technology solution. His organization's commitment to excellence has buoyed growth and innovation, and Berkeley is committed to ensuring that TransImpact remains at the forefront of innovative supply chain solutions. Before joining Trans Impact, Berkeley was head of healthcare sales, the Americas, for EnviroTainer, where he led a team of sales professionals to retain, convert, and penetrate some of the largest pharmaceutical companies in the world. Prior to that, he worked at UPS for 10 years in a variety of operational and sales capacities, focusing on supply chain optimization. So welcome to the show, Berkeley.
1: Thank you, Sarah. Glad to be here.
0: I am so excited to have you here. I mean, I have been learning so much about your company, and I cannot wait to share more about Trans Impact with our listeners. So without further ado, let's just dive in. Let's start, let's start with an overview. Give us a, a taste before we dive into more detail. What does TransImpact do, and how do you help your customers?
1: Great question, and uh, there's a lot to talk about, so we're equally as excited to be here Um, We're an industry leader in end-to-end supply chain technology solutions that basically optimize for the sole reason to improve margin immediately, especially in the the environment that we're in. Um, We've got products that, uh, whether it's parcel or freight or overall business continuity between those two modes that we can analyze, we can help you identify efficiencies and ultimately improve your margin. So, we kind of stay away from the soft costs. Let's get right into the hard costs and what's in your bank account.
0: I love that. And I know that the audience is going to love that as well. Can you give us a little bit of a glimpse into the trans impact story? How did you guys get started and, and get to this point?
1: Oh, wow. So um, the two co-founders who are, 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 who actually sold the business and are, are you know, have a great legacy that they left behind, we started in 2008. And uh, the founders, me, and several other key colleagues were all former UPS or FedExers.
0: Ah, okay. So
1: we, the, the company was born out of a lot of parcel experience, and we started down the path of taking a lot of what was in our head, putting it into technology. And we were first chasing clients that have large spins with UPS and or FedEx, and We'd analyze their agreements, determine whether or not what they were receiving discount-wise was market-appropriate relative to Mm -hmm. what we knew. And we would say, hey, there's a million bucks on the table. You feel like putting that back in your bank account? And if you do, we're the company to talk to. So the the more generic term is that. And what's happened, Sarah, over the last 13 years is we've taken that foundation and we've morphed from... Some strong experience in negotiation and consultancy. And over 13 years later, we're now a technology company that has some pretty shrewd negotiators. So we got a lot of things to offer in that regard. But that's how we started. The back of a napkin, great idea. It was born off of a conversation that happened in a hotel and that type of situation. And, And here we are.
0: I love that story. And thank you so much for sharing that with us, because it gives us a glimpse into where you started, where you are now, and what those 13 years have kind of looked like for you and how you've adapted to what's going on in the industry. So. You have a number of core solutions, and so I really want to take a look at all of them if we can. Let's start with your parcel solutions. Talk, talk us through those. What do they look like? What features can businesses expect, and what are the benefits?
1: Good questions. So parcel. Parcel is such a dynamic industry right now. It's, it's extremely volatile. Um, two years ago, before the volatility, volatility really was ramping up and ramping down, Um, We were very successful with two products that we would bundle together. The first one is we were experts at parcel negotiation. So we would take a client's data um, and those clients relatively had spends north of half a million dollars a year Mm -hmm. in uh, UPS or FedEx or some of the regionals. And we'd analyze it. Analyze it means we'd we'd take a proprietary technology that we built over those that last decade, and we'd inject the DNA of their package characteristics into our system. And our system would come back and spit out, hey, here's where they are today, here's where the, that, r- the discounts should be, and the overall savings is X. Um, and so we would take that, and the, the, the real attractive offer that we had for our clients is there's no skin off their back yet. I have to perform, I have to execute, and I have to go get the savings before I earn a penny. But more importantly, we would guarantee the cost reduction or you didn't have to pay it. So we'd guarantee the cost reduction down to a 10th of a point and then we measured it. That was really the key, Sarah. So telling you is one thing, showing you is another, and I could do both. Yeah. So now I've saved them a million bucks a year. They love it. We're best friends and we're high-fiving. But there's a lot that goes in after that. So parcel spin intelligence, which is the uh, complement component, more 100% SaaS technology based, that takes all the data and it's decision making technology. So imagine your supply chain department and a department really, it's not 15 or 20 people most of the time, it's three or four. Yep. And they're managing parcel and freight and truckload and less than truckload and ocean and air freight and all those things, they can't be masters masterful at all of them. They can't be experts at everything. And then you got a resource bandwidth. How many BI tools do I need to navigate? Just give me the answer, man. That's what parcel spin intelligence does. Mm. You don't have to really navigate through anything. Our technology automatically identifies the areas where you can save money if you change behavior, if you change a decision, if you tweak this, Here's the result, and here's how much you'll save. Go do it. Hmm. So between saving you through negotiation experience and technology and then taking that technology and giving you the decisions after the fact of what you need to do to continue to save and optimize, truly continual optimization, that makes up a very strong and compelling story of our our parcel program. All technology-based, but then you got the experts to help you through it.
0: Well, and it started with you putting your money where your mouth is. I mean, (laughs) that's really what this is all about, right? Is that we want partners who are so involved in what they're doing that they would put their money where their mouth is to help us. And so that's really the key component of the first half of that story. And then I think, you know, being able to um, have simulations, right? Being able to take a look at where you are now. Going through a couple of months and then seeing where you need to be or where you should be is amazing without really having to pick up the phone, send an email, go back and forth. Like that just takes up way too much time. And like you said, most people just don't have the resources right now.
1: It's it's unbelievable to be honest with you. What the two the two reasons that we run into of why a potential client would not want to work with us have nothing to do with us. They have nothing to do with our technology or our ability to execute, it's got to do with, hey, you guys, I've been around the block for 25 years. I've been negotiating with UPS and FedEx since you were green. There's no way there's a million dollars on the table. And when we tell them there is, and then we say, look, you don't pay us. We'll show you. And then we do, then they're believers. So you've, you've nailed it. That's exactly what's built. This company is the ability to execute on what I promise.
0: Well, and I think one of the other worries that maybe the audience might have is the impact on the carriers. So if they want to keep all their same carriers, they can, right? It doesn't impact those relationships because you're behind the scenes. So if brands are listening and worried about additional risk during this period of disruption and are potentially worried about rocking the boat, do they really need to be worried about that? Talk me through that.
1: Great question. Love to talk about this. Um, Our technology and our expertise has nothing to do with influencing you one way or the other. In fact, the conversation is the adverse. We say, look, we don't care whether you want to use UPS or FedEx. The savings is on the table regardless of which carrier you choose. Their networks are very equivalent. Their cost structures are very equivalent. So, which one do you want to use? How's your carrier relationship today? You love them? Great. That means we love them and we'll keep them there. We're just going to go save you a whole bunch of money with that existing carrier. So it doesn't matter to us which carrier they use. We're not in the business to, to dictate supply chain solutions. We can execute no matter which carrier they, they, they choose. And we build our strategy around that. So behind the scenes, it means a couple different things. UPS and FedEx are great companies and they provide a great service to their clients. And we don't want to disturb that. I want a relationship directly with my clients. And it's a natural thing that our clients want a relationship directly with UPS and FedEx. Yeah. I'm behind the scenes giving them the playbook. Hey, I I've been around the block. I know what it is. Here's the game plan. Here's how to execute and that's the touchdown right there. So that that's kind of what behind the scenes means is we're we're feeding them the information based on what we know is available in the market and how to get it.
0: I love that analogy, you know, bringing it back to sports, which a lot of people can uh, can resonate with. But there's, you know, there's a lot of challenges at the moment in this space with boomy e-commerce, carrier capacity, customer expectations, supply chain complexity. I mean, the list kind of goes on and on. I mean, I thought we left this back in 2021. We're still talking about this in 2022. So what have you seen from your perspective and that of your customers over the last two years, you know, really embracing these challenges? and and uh, helping them move through those.
1: It's changed our business. It really has, and I'll tell you why. you know inside every company, I'll tell you what we call these type of clients, but in, inside every company, you got these these set of clients. We call our stretch clients. And what a stretch client is to us is, here's the box we live in today. You're asking me to do something that I typically don't do, and you're going to stretch me out of that box, and now I'm going to standardize it, productize it, and now I can send it to the whole world. Our stretch clients over the last couple of years have said, hey, look, I love that you saved me a million dollars a year, and you did. But now, UPS and FedEx, I've, I've got a capacity issue, and I don't even care if I save that money anymore. I want my product from A to B because my clients matter than me saving $2 per package. Mm-hmm. So what came out of that was a multi-carrier uh, parcel program that we've built around that. So now mm-hmm. our technology can tell a client, how much can business can we take out of the UPS and FedEx network without hurting your existing discounts and agreements? Where does that zonal distribution fit with all the other regional players in the mix? How does it affect time and transit, cost per package, and ultimately you making that decision? How does it affect your client? I can put that back in their hands. So what was born out of this disaster and this, this really capacity constraints of unprecedented periods in our time in parcel, never, ever has this happened where UPS and FedEx have said, I don't want your business. I don't want right. your kind of business. So now we're taking a different approach. We're not only saving the money that they're using or, or giving UPS and FedEx. We're giving them an entirely different opportunity to alleviate capacity concerns and still save money or at least be cost neutral and maybe improve time in transit and maybe improve cost per package hmm. and and get more volume. So if e-commerce is blowing up. Everybody that is buying that consumer product, all that consumption can't fit within the same networks. Something's got to give. And this is where this is the program we came up with. And it's been, it's been really well received.
0: Well, I can only imagine. I mean, you arm them with this information for them to be able to make better decisions. They not only trust the system and trust the solutions that are coming out of that system. They're then putting those in place and, like you said, saving in various different areas or at least becoming neutral, but being able to make those decisions and not being stuck without that kind of visibility.
1: The problem, the problem that our clients have today is, I mean, they're they're smart. All of them are smart. It's not that they can't figure this out. They don't have the technology or the tools to figure it out. They know that, hey, I can give additional volume to one of these other players, but how much do I do? How much is it impacting me? And look, at the end of the day, when I'm writing checks, that's the bottom line. That's what we can provide.
0: Love it. I love it. So um, when I was doing research for this particular conversation, um, you say that complexity leads to opportunity. What do you mean by that? And how does Trans Impact facilitate that opportunity?
1: Well, we addressed that with e-commerce and capacity. Let's talk about it from a technology perspective. The world of freight is not universally technologically advanced less than truckload and truckload they got some catching up to do with parcel uh when it comes to technology the ability to extract data all those kinds of things now throw in erps and finance accounting platforms you've got multiple disparate systems out there that's a very complex deal and here's what our clients tell us i don't need another bi tool berkeley Right. The diamond dozen, I like yours. I do. I don't want to have to navigate it. I don't have the bandwidth to do it. I've got two already. You're the expert. You got my data. Just give me the decision. Hmm. So we've got a SaaS plus model, Sarah, where our technology takes not only the information that we have that they've given us in their own ecosystem, the parcel data to the freight data, okay? Now we're marrying that data up that they can't do internally. I'm taking their cost of goods sold. I'm taking their P&Ls, matching it up to all of the freight spend. Mm-hmm. And now I'm saying to the client, hey, the largest volume client that you have that you ship the majority of your pro- products to, you thought you were making three pennies on the dollar. I've married it all up, guys. You're you're losing seven cents on the dollar. I can tell them which clients to fire.
0: Wow. Not
1: that we want to fire clients.
0: right? But the
1: point is, I'm marrying up data for the first time they've never been able to do through our technology. And now I'm giving them a true profitability perspective. I'm going to give you the best rates in the world on, on your parcel on your freight. That's Sesame Street. We do that every day. But I'm going to give you the decisions you need to make to improve your business, your margins.
0: So then why are we taking it so slowly when it comes to digitization and embracing new technologies that can help us do this? I mean, on one hand, you're saying that they're overwhelmed because they've got a ton of different systems, they're not talking to each other, or they already have a couple in place, you know, versus I'm still using Excel spreadsheets. You know, where where are we really and how do we address all of this really to move this forward?
1: Well, you you got a couple of of different lines of thought there. First and foremost, uh, you're always going to run into if it's not broken, why am I going to try and fix it? Uh, Right. So you, you, you're selling, you're selling a different, in a a different way. But let me talk about the majority. Uh, That's not the majority that it's not. People are looking to get out of Excel. Let's, let's, let's say that right now. The reason it's not going so fast. This is an advantage we have. And look, this was a happen chance, uh through an acquisition that we, we made last year. We knew that clients had a resource burdened issue in IT. There's not an IT department on the earth that doesn't have a laundry list that is continuously added to and stricken off. It's just hard.
0: Yeah.
1: I'm going to go to... And sell it my products to a supply chain executive or a financial executive, and now they got to bring in uh, an IT or technology executive to give me the keys to the kingdom to start putting this all together. Well, then it starts going like this. So well, wait a minute, I'm scared about it. I'm scared. I'm scared. So long. The the long winded answer, but in, in short, there's an IT resource issue that we that we see with clients. But we've got a client solutions department here's the beautiful thing about our technology all of our technology can be implemented depending on the complexity i'm gonna give you the low and the high range is three to eight weeks so it's like this in three to eight weeks i can take you out of the stone age and put you on a future focused technology platform that's going to give you information you've never had before it's Mm going to give you the ability to make a decision you never knew how to make previously and it's not, this isn't hard. Our technology, we put a lot of effort in there, years of advanced uh, you know, architecture in building it out. But the overall premise of why we should implement it versus staying in the spreadsheet world, that's an easy sale. The more difficult sell is the IT resources of the world say, well, look, I can build it. They never can. Right. It's because they've, they've got something else on their plate or they realize it's too complex. They've got They've got a decade in building this platform out, and I'm going to try to build it in six months and make it the best it can be. So that's some of the issue uh, of, that we run into, but it, it's, it's, not, it's, not, um, it's not a showstopper.
0: Well, and thank you for sharing that because I know people are going to be sitting in the audience thinking, yes, that's the exact challenge that I have. Now, how do I get over it? And it sounds like you guys have solved for that for your clients and made it a lot easier for them to work with you. Now, how do you integrate? How well do you integrate with those other systems that we've been talking about?
1: So great question. We've got the ability We've got a very strong platform built in Microsoft Power BI. That's where all of our business intelligence comes from. And when we integrate, integrate being, I don't care if you're using Sage on the finance side of the house. I don't care if it's Manhattan on the ERP. It doesn't matter. We can integrate with a rock. That's not not the issue. (laughs) We set up a call with the client. And all we need is the key players on the call. All we need is the mapping exercise of the data. We build that out. We got a team of 42 professionals and all they do is plug and play our technology into these disparate systems. And three to eight weeks later, you're off and running. It's over. All I'm doing is building the roadmaps. It doesn't, there's no restrictions on what you're using today, what you're trying to implement. We, we run into situations all the time where, well, my ERP has got a BI tool, but I hadn't plugged it in. It's like this. You can't engage with a one shop fits everybody and they're going to be masterful at it. I mean, we've got certain things that I can say, hey, on the supply chain consulting side, we've got some engineering that we can help you with warehouse layout. Am I the best on the planet, and is that where my core competency is? No. It's the equivalent with ERPs. If you want visibility, if you want true visibility between all your systems, I'm masterful at that. That's what you need to talk to me about. And I got the team to implement it. So you don't have to worry about your burden. You can have oversight. You can say yes, 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 no, but I got the team to do it. All you got to do is just give me a little crack in that door.
0: Well, and let's talk about that because data is really, really important to what you're talking about as visibility. And I know that businesses have really kind of struggled with data, right? Good data, bad data, what data do we actually need so that they can gain insight to forecast and plan and make real data-driven decisions, which is what we're talking about today. So how does TransImpact help with that? Does that come in the initial conversation where you're talking about? what actually needs to be done? Does that happen? The mapping conversations? Walk me through that.
1: Everybody's heard the adage, you know, what you get into, what you put into a system is is a result of what you get out of it. Um, Garbage in, garbage out. We've all said that. Yeah. Answering your question, every time a client engages with us, This is just the evolution of the client journey with us. It's not something special that we do. Every time we engage, we're instantly going to tell them where the bad data is and clean it up. And the reason we do that is once we start implementing our technology and our technology starts having gaps, the marriage isn't there. We start seeing that. We say, look, number one, we're not even using the tool yet. And we've identified the root cause of the problem. We're going to fix these three things while we're in there. Then the moment we're done, all the clean data is coming. So the dirty data is part of the implementation process. I mean, that's going to be immediately identified once we start connecting the dots. And once we do that, it's almost like I need you, I need that BI tool you got, but I have bad data. That's not a problem. We're going to clean the data up as we're integrating into the, the, the tool. So it's a, it's part of the process and and it happens with every client. You wouldn't believe Sarah, the amount and this, uh, you know, reserving the names because we love all our clients. I mean, you're, you're talking about hundreds of millions of dollars in supply chain spend with some of our clients and you wouldn't believe the left hand, not knowing what the right hand knows. And you wouldn't Mm -hmm. believe how disconnected they are and you would not believe how much data they, excuse me, that they do not have. Right. And the reason I say they don't have it is because it's bad. It's terrible mm-hmm. data. So cleaning it up along the way, we, we we flush it out. It's part of the process.
0: I think I just heard a collective sigh of relief. <laughs> <laughs> because a lot of time when we talk about you know technology solutions and I'm speaking to supply chain professionals, they're like, well, my data needs to be at a certain level before I can really talk to these technology providers. And what you're saying is, just give it all to me and then I'll do an audit and let you know where you're at. We'll clean up a few things for you and your data doesn't need to be where you think it needs to be for you to work with us.
1: (laughs) That's exactly right. What what happens is you get intimidated or overwhelmed with the project and that's not the intent. We're going to tell you exactly what we need to do and we can take it in phases and baby steps. The, The beautiful part about this is the day that we implement, whether you got the dirty data or the clean data, it doesn't matter. The day that we implement, our tool is 85% ready to go, and we can live right there. Uh, we'll clean up the data, but we can live right there. The other 15% is because that client gets so they, – they start getting that ether effect. They get so excited about the tool, they start saying, can it do this? Can it do that? What about that? This is the kind of report I want. That's where that other 15% gets customized. But right. that 85%, most of our clients just live in that world right there. But 15% just get crazy. They want to go nuts because it's, a, it's, it's <laughs> a feeding effect.
0: Can you imagine you get on a phone with them and they're just like, I want this and I want that. And you're like, okay, okay.
1: <laughs> They've never had it before. It's one of those things where I've been trying to get this for two years. I'm finally going to get it. And you're not going away from me right now. I want all these other things. Yeah.
0: <laughs> that is awesome. I can hear your passion for it. I can hear their passion for it. I mean, the two of them coming together must be amazing. Um, so I'm sitting in the audience and I'm kind of wondering what do I need to look like to be a customer of yours? So walk me through an ideal client and what that looks like.
1: Let's talk about it in three different sectors, let's call Let's call it. Uh, let's start with parcel. On the advisory side, if you're looking to save money through your agreement, through better discounts, we're looking for a half a million in spend. Uh, We'd love for our clients to be in and around that because it's not that we can't do it for a $200,000 spend client. Um, It's that it's probably not the juice isn't worth the squeeze on both sides of the house. Right. So half a million dollars there um, on the on the freight side, managed transportation side, managed logistics. Um, we're looking at a million dollars in spend with a client. And that's the supply chain components. The technology components don't care what your volume of spend is. I've got a product for you, depending on what's your your tier level. You want to start the beginner, you want to go the more advanced and the expert uh, tier, or where do we need to live? We're not big on overselling because our products, if if you're trying to over-engineer a product for a smaller client that doesn't need it, it's of no benefit. You're paying for something you don't need. We don't want to do that. We've got a product for all of them, but our technology products, definitely our SaaS-based products, um, it's probably I'd say if I had to throw out a range, 50,000 uh, in in spend. And let me talk about our business performance solutions, which are the ones that marry up the data. Yeah. Um, we're looking for you know annual revenues in the uh, you know 50 million plus. Where this, this is the kind of business intelligence is going to be, uh, you know, magnify a lot of your issues.
0: Mm-hmm. And I got
1: several modules on that. I got inventory modules. I've got inventory optimization uh, products. I've got supply chain products, finance products, sales and order products. I, I got it. I got it. Just tell me what you need. <laughs>
0: Tell me what you need and give Berkeley a call or at least right. transimpact.com. <laughs> um, no, I like that. And I like the fact that you've got multiple different products for multiple different kind of clients. And so you can really tailor that solution depending on what they're looking for, either in the spend category or in the business intelligent category and kind of everything in between. So let's get into a case study then. And because like you... You you say that you're relentlessly focused on turning your customers into raving fans, which we've talked about a little bit throughout this conversation. So why don't you paint us a picture of how you've worked with a key customer? What was their challenge? Which solution were they working with, and which solution did you provide? And then what was the impact or ROI of that?
1: All right. So we've got. I love talking about the, the case studies. So we're, we're, <laughs> me too. It's my
0: favorite part. <laughs>
1: I've got two that that come to mind um, we've got a it's worth noting, Sarah, we've got an advisory board. We started an advisory board, which are it's ten of our best, most challenging clients that over the years have said, "Can you do this? Why aren't you doing that?" That kind of stuff they They step on our toes, they hurt our feelings, and we want them doing that to make us better <laughs> And we meet once a year, and one of the things that they they've really communicated strongly over the last three is this this SAS plus that I keep talking about. You've got my data. You've got the tools. I don't want to worry about navigating. Tell me what the decision is. So the first case study is it's actually an advisory board company. Um, they We've negotiated their parcel agreement form three times. We have probably saved them north of two and a half million dollars over Ooh. those collective three agreements. Yeah. Hard dollar savings back in their bank account. But then it it goes to I don't have the time to sit in front of a computer, nor am I going to pay a resource to do it to make sure that I'm always optimizing because here at Berkeley I'm growing twenty five percent a year i'm I'm injecting fifteen products into my portfolio every single year, which have different dimensions, mm-hmm. different impacts on my my parcel spend, different accessorial charges are going to be assessed all those things that clients typically once they negotiate an agreement, Sarah, they file it away. Okay, I just finished my negotiation. I'm putting in an agreement. I'll have to address it for the next three years. But over those three years, things are changing. I mean, just think about if I signed an agreement the year before COVID and then COVID happened and e-commerce boomed and now my capacity. You're excited about that 40% growth in your business, but you're not paying attention to a parcel and right. what it's affecting. So that same client that we saved about $2.5 million in the parcel advisory, they're on our Parcel spend intelligence platform, too. And we've had one of our SaaS Plus uh, client success reps. They started digging into the data. And there's one change this client made, one, based on the advice we gave and I'm giving them from, from using this tool. And it said, hey, you've got a package that's getting bumped up into an oversized charge spend. And all you got to do is cut that package down one inch and it's $150,000 a year savings, one inch, wow, boom. And they're they're believers for life. They love the PSI, they love the advisory, they love the SAS plus. They've got the parcel police in the background looking at their data. The next one I've got um, is around the network optimization. So we've got a client that's very interested in our inventory optimization platform that they're gonna look at next year. And part of that is network optimization. Well, what do, what do I mean by that? They're one of the ones that are being impacted. It's a huge global golf brand and they're being impacted by um, accessorial charges uh, uh, from the carriers and capacity. Mm. Carriers don't want an ugly package. And if they get it, ugly means it's big, it's light, it's bulky, it takes up a lot of room in my assets. They want a small box of bolts. It's very (laughs) dense. It takes a very little room. It's very heavy. It's very profitable package. Right. Well, when you're a golf company, you got bags, very lightweight, very big. You got golf clubs, very long, these kinds of things. But they're having a capacity issue with the carrier. Mm. And they said, how much can I take out? I still enjoy the carrier. I don't want to lose them. And I don't want to lose my rebate and all my discounts. What can I take out? And when I do take it out, you know where I'm located. Here's my three facilities. Before we optimize the inventory of where it needs to go, or can we do it in parallel, which was the actual question, I want to do these things in parallel, how much volume can I take out, where does it need to go, and what's the financial impact to me? And I don't want to do any of that trans-impact. You do it. So our network optimization study does just that. And what it resulted in is we've identified we can reduce their cost per package, which they didn't think they were doing. They could do because we're going to take volume away from the carrier. Right. I'm going to improve their time in transit and I'm going to reduce their inventory carrying costs because they were carrying way too much inventory in their one hub, their headquarters. Yeah. Now we're, we're slimming up all around the block we're basically optimizing to improve margin, which is what we do. If I nailed it in one sentence, that's what we do. So the network optimization and the inventory optimization paired together, I can tell you how much you should be carrying, and I can tell you where to put it, what mode to send it in, what service level to send it in, what's the time and transit, and how much you're going to pay, and how does that relate to what you're doing today? Wow. And before we do all that, you don't have to move a muscle. Let me get all the figures first, then we'll push the button. Put your mouth where your mouth is. That's right. That's
0: right. I love those stories. Thank you so much for sharing that because it shows the different components that you have to your platform and your technology and how they've helped in different ways with the kind of the same type of results, right? Making sure that things are more more efficient, bringing those margins, um, increasing those margins, slimming things down, especially on the inventory side. And they all relate to each other, right? Because the inventory optimization then rolls into some of the parcel that you're doing as well. And, you know, it just creates an impact throughout the organization, which is why you're called Trans Impact, I'm pretty sure.
1: (laughs) That's right, that's exactly right. You know, you you said something, and I'll kind of touch on it very briefly, Sarah. We've got our vision in our company, our our client journey, is we've got optimization, inventory optimization, network parcel. Then we're going to execute. I've got the ability to print out those labels and do your freight pay and audit. And then we're going to give you the visibility on the bottom of not only visibility to your parcel and supply chain data, the visibility into your profitability. And then ultimately, those three segments impact margin. So optimize to improve margin. That's what we do. There's no soft costs in our game. If you want to talk about saving money and when you log into your bank account, you see it. I'm the company you talk to.
0: Nice. And the results are pretty much, you know, right away, which is great. So let's talk about the future. What does the future hold for Trans Impact? And uh, what do you think about the parcel industry or the logistics industry moving forward?
1: Oh, man, it's it's so much business out there. There's a just underutilized, or let me say it like this, Sarah, in the inventory optimization space, That's an area that lacks focus in organizations. Most companies are carrying way too much inventory and they think they're gonna have this excess inventory or this amount of inventory so that they can fulfill the sales orders. That's the wrong approach. That inventory optimization piece and network optimization, that's the new up and coming um, two pieces of the supply chain that absolutely will go gangbusters in the next five years. It was UPS and FedEx, and you had regionals 10 years ago, you had them, but now all that attention is focused on them because of the capacity issues. So between these two optimization components, our future is going to be acceleration of our SaaS based products, our technology, like Mm -hmm. that inventory and that network and that parcel, and then the visibility tools. Everybody talks about visibility, But visibility to what? Tracking my package or what? How much am I making? Am I losing money? Am I making money? Put all the systems together. What's the puzzle pieces? So our future will be in our SaaS-based products to, to do just that.
0: Amazing. Well, I can't wait to see what you do in the future because it sounds like you've got some raving customers already and uh, you're just going to have them raving even more. And so I'm kind of disappointed to bring the discussion to a close because I think that I could talk to you all day. And what you're doing over at Trans Impact is really exciting. You have such a huge footprint on the industry. I think when I did the... uh, the research for this, it says one out of four addresses in the U.S. receive a package audited by TransImpact, which is huge. But your ethos your ethos is really one of partnership, integrity, of creating value, and of driving an industry that is a beneficial place for all of us. So I'm really looking forward to see what comes next. And if you want to find out more, you can check them out over at TransImpact.com. A big thank you to Berkeley and obviously the team over at Trans Impact for making this episode happen today.
1: Sarah, thanks for having us. Always a, a pleasure to speak with you. Can't wait to the next episode.
0: This episode was produced in collaboration with Border Buddy, the most innovative online customs platform out there. And here is what Graham, the founder of Border Buddy, has to say. More and more companies are looking to expand their reach into the global markets, but most don't know where to start or don't have the time to figure it out. Border Buddy sees the struggle and has found a way for you to integrate customs into your e-commerce site, allowing you peace of mind when selling to customers in other countries. Your customers will know exactly how much the costs are to import their order from you to their door in real time. And just imagine what that will do for your business and your sales. Visit us and sign up for 10% off your first clearance at Borderbuddy.com slash Let's Talk Supply Chain. If you would like to hear more, we have plenty more podcasts for you featuring the best and brightest in the industry. Head over to letstalksupplychain.com, take a look under listen and check out Let's Talk Supply Chain. You can even use our search bar. Now, we have most likely had the supply chain solution to your supply chain challenge on the show and you can learn all about them. And if you're their ideal client, you can also find out what their solution can actually do for you before you even pick up the phone. So I highly recommend to use that search option and go and check out the solutions that we have. And remember to come back next week when I'll be joined by Marina Mayer for this month's episode of our Woman in Supply Chain series. We'll be talking about her longstanding journalism career, her interest in supply chain, and she'll be sharing her tips for upcoming industry trends, as well as her words of advice for all of the women following her footsteps. You're not going to want to miss that one. And if you enjoy the show, there's a few ways to support the show. You can follow us over on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, we're also over on TikTok. You can subscribe to Let's Talk Supply Chain on YouTube. That holds everything, all of our episodes, all of our live streaming shows, because we now have a ton of live streaming shows that we are bringing to you on a monthly basis. So if you miss any of that, go to our YouTube channel. And if you subscribe, you can actually be notified when we go live. And also you can subscribe to our weekly newsletter that goes out every single Monday over on letstalksupplychain.com. And you can find some really cool merch and purchase our exclusive supply chain dictionary in our shop at letstalksupplychain.com. You can also get the supply chain dictionary for free. If you go over to the Let's Talk Supply Chain Instagram and DM us, talk one, we will send you a free gift. And remember, if you want to be featured on an upcoming episode, all you've got to do is head over to Apple Podcasts and rate and review the show. Have a Great week, everyone. Thanks for listening. And remember, ship happens.